Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the November 2nd, 2023 Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior with me, Movie Guru. Happy Dia de los Muertos, a.k.a. Day of the Dead. I want to wish my friends Dan Brookoff of Hyannis, Massachusetts, and Pat Bauer of Santa Monica, California, the happiest of birthdays today. Their birthday pals include Sesame Street's Cookie Monster, Queen Marie Antoinette, rapper Nelly, and TV actor David Schwimmer. 2001's Monsters, Inc., the 2018 films Nutcracker and the Four Realms, A Private War and Bohemian Rhapsody, the 1997 Cinderella made-for-TV movie with Brandy, the late Whitney Houston, Whoopi Goldberg, and Victor Garber, the 2003 Arrested Development TV show, 2007's American Gangster and B-Movie, 2012's Flight and Wreck-It Ralph, and Billy Joel's 1973 song, Piano Man, all debuted today. Congrats to the Texas Rangers, who won their very first World Series title yesterday. Belated congratulations to Jenna Walls and her husband on the October 24th birth of their bouncing baby boy, Drew. Also, congrats to Jordan and Brett Bell of Florida, who welcomed their son, Sean, on the 24th as well, making their daughter, Penelope, a very happy big sister. Rosie O'Donnell recently welcomed her fourth grandchild and first grandson, Atlas. I forgot to mention last week that local artist John Wiley Nelson's birthday was Sunday, October 29th. October 30th sadly marked 17 years since Nicole Hill got her angel wings. She still watches over her family and friends from above and is probably smiling down upon her new baby nephew, Aiden. In better news, October 30th marked 20 years since Wicked debuted on Broadway and the very first ever National Wicked Day. And speaking of Wicked, it is coming back to the Hollywood Pantages Theater for limited engagement in December 2024. Recent new father, Johnny Muller, the Karate Kid himself, a.k.a. Ralph Marcino, actor Matthew McConaughey, and Kathy Griffin were born on November 4th. 2016's, 2016's Tro- Trolls and Doctor Strange, 2021 Spencer, the 2016 Netflix show The Crown, which airs part one of its final season on November 14th, among others, debuted that day. That day also marks two years since this show's return to the WKKL airwaves since March 2020. Woohoo! Dan's sister, Tina Fulkin Burkoff, and her husband, Mark, celebrate their first wedding anniversary Sunday, November 5th, which is also when, which is also the Special Olympics of Massachusetts Soccer State Games. I want to wish the best of luck to all the teams competing, including the two Mid-Cape sports teams. Remember, you're all winners if you do your best. 
show great sportsmanship and have fun, regardless if you get medals or ribbons and what the score is. It's all in great fun. November 5th is also Carly McLeod, Luke Hemsworth, football player Jason Kells, Luke, uh, and Sam Rockwell's birthdays as well. Unfortunately, November 5th marks 20 years since the huge Engelman family lost their beloved patriarch, my grandfather, Howard Pops Engelman. We all miss you, Pops, and think of you a lot. Your legacy lives on in your sons, your grandchildren, including yours truly, and your multiple great-grandchildren that, unfortunately, you never got to meet. Since I know what a massive sweet tooth you had, as tradition, I'll be having ice cream in your honor that day. Unfortunately, November 5th also marks one year since the world lost pop singer Aaron Carter. First-time mom Jill Willick Herbert, actor Hero Finds Tiffin, Rachel Bobo, actress Emma Stone, and basketball player Lamar Odom were born November 6th, which is the debut date for 1999's Pokemon the First Movie, 2009's Precious and the Fourth Kind, and 2015's Spotlight Inspector. It's also Stranger Things Day, the day when Will Byers disappeared and set the entire series in motion. Cassie Steinberg of Hyannis wants me to wish her mom, Debbie Pikus, a happy early November 7th birthday. Debbie shares her birthday with Spencer Montan, folk singer Joni Mitchell, enormous anime fan Phil Curtin, Amy Hurst, and recent new father, Adam LeBeau. Son of a nutcracker! Could you believe this? November 7th marks 20 years since the holiday comedy classic Elf with Bill, Will Ferrell, Bob Newhart, Zoe Deschanel, and the late Ed Asner and James Cann opened. It's also the debut date for 2014's Big Hero 6 and Theory of Everything, Madagascar Escape to Africa and Role Models from 2008, and 1997 Starship Troopers. Universal and Blumhouse Funhouse thriller Five Nights at Freddy's slay the box office with its monstrously good 80 million domestic debut over Halloween weekend. That t- those sales are really impressive since it landed simultaneously on Peacock, NBC Universal streaming service. It ties the record for the best opening day and date streaming release with Disney's 2021 adventure, Black Widow, which made $80 million in theaters and $60 million on Disney+. Plus. It's also the best for Peacock and Universal's hybrid releases, feeding Slasher's 2021's Halloween Kills, 49 million victims, and last year's Halloween Ends, which had 40 million victims. It now stands as the biggest horror debut of the year, surpassing the starts of long-standing franchises like Scream 6 and The Nun 2. Among its many records that it broke, Five Nights also secured the second best opening for video game adaptation, 
Behind, of course, April's massive blockbuster, the Super Mario Brothers movie, which ruled the roost with 146.3 million Koopa coins. The film carved out another $52 million overseas, bringing its global haul to a killer $132 million. It ranks as the biggest horror global movie debut, vesting the nun to 88.1 million global scares, and as well as Blumhouse's biggest debut of all time, surpassing 2018's Halloween's 91.8 million worldwide kill count. No surprise that a sequel is already being talked about. Despite losing her throne, second place are the Taylor Swift Taylor Swift, the era concert, is still going strong. Despite totally gagging on Freddy's dust, it added $14.7 million in its third weekend. The concert film, which is not playing during the week, has made $149.3 million here in the States and $203 million worldwide to date. Time hasn't been kind to third placer Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, which dropped a very heavy 61% in its second week. The film, with Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio, made $9 million. So far, it's, made, it's earned $40.6 million domestically and $88 million globally. Alas, the world is still in mourning after the unexpected passing of Matthew Perry, who played Friends' commitment-fearing, snarky, and sarcastic Chandler Bing. Despite being a major star in the Smash sitcom, Perry struggled with drug and substance abuse during the show's run, which he wrote about in raw, painful detail in his autobiography. Eventually, he did sober up and open a, a men's sobriety rehab house in his old house in Malibu. He remained close with his cat, friend's castmates once the show ended. Variety.com announced September, October 30th, Max is honoring late friend star Matthew Perry, who died on Saturday at the age of 54, with a tribute card at the start of each season of the sitcom on the streaming platform. In memory of Matthew Perry, 1969-2023, reads the card, which flashes on screen for approximately five seconds before the iconic Friends opening sequence. After his unforeseen death, celebs from Friends co-creators and the cast, his co-stars from other TV series and movies, the Ottawa Senators Hockey Organization, of which he was an enormous fan, and countless others flooded social media with tributes. Hank Azaria, one of his closest friends, posted a moving, emotional, and heartfelt video message on Instagram Sunday. In the message, Azaria, who made many guest appearances on the show as Phoebe's crush David, praised the late actor, saying they were closer than brothers for years. He talked about Harry's persona, and his harsh struggle with substance problems. In fact, Perry was the one who helped Azaria get through his own problems with addiction. 
Now, unfortunately, Perry wasn't the only TV star to suddenly pass over the weekend. Emmy-winning soap star Tyler Christopher, who, like Perry, had substance abuse issues, passed from cardiac problems on October 31st. The actor, most known as General Hospital's Nicholas Cassidine, was just 50 years old. So sad. Rest in peace. Hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to March 2025, the live-action Snow White will go. October 27th, Walt Disney bumped Disney's Snow White, the live-action version of their first film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, with Rachel Good. Rachel Zegler as Snow White and Gal Gadot as the Evil Queen, an entire year from March 22, 2024, all the way to March 21, 2025. No reason why. But they released a first look image with Zegler in costume as the princess around the dwarves. Disney didn't just bump Snow White. Their next film with Pixar, the sci-fi comedy Elio, won't invite theaters March 1st next year for June 13, 2025. Searchlight Pictures, a distribution branch of Walt Disney Studios, yanked Magazine Dreams with Jonathan Majors from December 8th without giving it a new day. Sorry, Fantastic Beasts fans, but it looks like the Harry Potter spinoff has been hit hard with a severe immobilist charm. It's officially parked for now. The future of the Plan 5 film series rested on last year's Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore, which didn't exactly conjure up an enormous spell, and the controversies and troubles surrounding Harry Potter creator J.K. Rowling and Fantastic Beast star Ezra Miller, as well as Johnny Depp said, heavy, heavy trial with ex Amber Heard probably didn't help things at all. And much better news, Olympic swimming icon Michael Phelps and his wife Nicole are expanding their family. They're having their fourth child. The new little one will be will join big brothers Maverick, Beckett, and Boomer. Speaking of families, two-time top chef winner Buddha and his pastry chef wife Rebecca Pedler announced recently they became parents October 20th with the arrival of their twin daughters, Alina Lowe and Tatiana Lowe. Congratulations. Channing Tatum is going down the aisle again, folks. This time with Zoe Kravitz by his side. People.com broke the news earlier this week, saying over the weekend photographers got pics of them leaving a Halloween party. And Kravitz showed off a huge sparkling engagement ring. The couple have now been together since 2021. New trailers for Good Burger, A Very Bad Holiday, and Richard Curtis's Christmas Fantasy Genie dropped this week. Good Burger 2 serves up a Paramount Plus release date November 22nd, while Genie with Melissa McCarthy magically appears on Peacock that day. A Very Bad Holiday, which is a holiday special based on 2022's The Bad Guys, arrives on Netflix on November 30th. And the very first trailers and posters for next year's Planet of the Apes, Kingdoms of the Planet of the Apes, and The Fall Guy just dropped today. 
Peter Sarsgaard and Jessica Chastain have entered the award season race as their new drama memory will open up in December, sometime before the end of the year. But the Writers Guild Award, aka the WGA Awards, have been bumped right out of award season 2023. They will occur on April 14th, which is more than a month than the March 10th Oscars. Theater Mania announced November 1st, the Huey Lewis and the News Jukebox musical, The Heart of Rock and Roll, is set to make its Broadway debut at the James Earl Jones Theater beginning March 29th. Opening night is April 22nd, with chart-topping songs such as Hip to Be Square, Do You Believe in Love, and The Power, Working for a Living and The Power of Love. The musical follows a former rock singer who's traded in his guitar for a stable job in corporate America. He's on the verge of closing the ultimate business deal and winning the girl of his dreams, who's also the CEO's daughter. That is, if he doesn't jeopardize everything by reuniting with his band for another shot at rock and roll glory. Lewis's songs are also currently used in Back to the Future, the musical, at the Winter Garden Theater. Out in theaters, November 3rd is the psychological thriller, The Marsh King's Daughter, with Daisy Ridley, Ben Mendelsohn, Garrett Hedlund, Karen Pistorius, and Brooklyn Prince. This film brings Karen Dion's 2017 novel to life. Two years before she was born, the abusive Marsh King abducted Helena's mother when she was a teen, and she spent her childhood in captivity in an isolated cabin. Now, decades later, she must confront her long-buried past when her father, a.k.a. the Marsh King, breaks out of prison. Convinced that he'll go after her daughter, she goes to outsmart the man who taught her everything she knows about surviving in the wilderness. Both Daisy Ridley and Ben Mendelsohn have starred in at least one Star Wars film. Mendelsohn played director Orson Callahan Krennic in 2016's Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. And Ridley is best known as Rey in the Star Wars sequel trilogy. On the flip side of the genre scale, opening tomorrow, November 3rd, we have the romantic comedy, What Happens Later, directed and co-written by Meg Ryan. The film stars Ryan in her first film since 2015 and David Duchovny. In the film, ex-lovers Willa and Bill come across each other while snowed in overnight at a regional airport. Though they're both still annoyed with each other, they also realize they're still attracted to one another. They begin to question if their reunion is just a coincidence or something more magical as they look back on their shared past. Out in limited release November 3rd is director co-writer Sofia Coppola's biographical drama Priscilla, starring Kaylee Spaney and Jacob Elordi. The film is based on Priscilla Presley's and Sandra Harmon's memoir, Elvis. 
1985 memoir, Elvis and Me, and centers on her relationship with the king of rock and roll. According to imdb.com, coincidentally, its November 3rd release date is on the death anniversary of Priscilla's father, naval airman James Frederick Wagner. And Sofia Coppola's cousin, Nicolas Cage, is Priscilla's ex-son-in-law. Great news, horror movie fans. Variety.com announced October 30th a series version of the iconic horror film Poltergeist is currently in early development at Amazon MGM Studios. Variety has learned exclusively. No writer is currently attached to the project. Daryl Frank and Justin Favley will executive produce on behalf of Amblin and Television. Amblin produced the original 1982 film with Steven Spielberg having come up with a story, co-writing the screenplay, and producing it. There are no plot details to share at this time beyond the fact that the show will be set within the world of the film. The 2014 cult horror hit It Falls is getting a sequel. With star Micah Monroe and director-writer David Robert Mitchell returning. Nothing is really known about the sequel except the title called They Follow and that it's said to begin filming sometime in 2024. And guess what? Last year's unexpected thriller hit Fall is getting a sequel. Or should I say, sequels. That's right, folks. It's not just getting one sequel. It's going to get two. Speaking of horror films, next Friday, November 10th, Jane Widow, Joel McHale, Justin Long, Catherine Isabel put a horror spin to the fabled Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life. With a horror comedy, It's a Wonderful Knife. One year ago, Winnie saved her hometown of Angels Falls from a crazy killer on Christmas Eve. But since then, her life has gone downhill. When she wishes she'd never been born, she land in a nightmarish, nightmarish peril world where things are even worse than she dreamed. With a maniac killer back, she must team up with the town outcast in order to identify the killer and find out how the heck to get back to her own reality. On the better side of talking about Christmas, Freeform's annual 25 Days of Christmas lineup has been released, and Mariah Carey has declared it's time for the Christmas season to start, meaning it's time for her 1994 holiday song, All I Want for Christmas, to be unleashed upon the world and overplayed on the radio from now until the holiday itself. Now on DVD is the HBO Max, November 17th, 2022, Christmas comedy, A Christmas Story, Christmas, with Peter Billingsley, Judy Haggerty, Scott Schwartz, R.D. Robb, Zach Ward, and and Ian Petrella. It's a legacy sequel to 1983's A Christmas Story, which totally ignores 1994's My Summer Story and 2012's A Christmas Story 2. Ralphie takes his wife and kids to his childhood home 
after the old man passes. He returns to the house on Cleveland Street in order to give his kids a magical Christmas like the one the old man gave him as a child. Will he succeed? According to IMDb.com, although she retired from acting in 2007, Melinda Dillon had been approached about potentially returning as Ralphie's mother, but she declined the offer and was replaced by Julie Haggerty, who was nearly 16 years younger than her. Sadly, she passed away two months after the film's release on HBO Max. This film is set in 1973 as seen on the calendar in Ralphie's house. Variety.com reported earlier today, Studio Canal and Universal Pictures are re-releasing Richard Curtis's holiday classic, Love Actually, worldwide, this year in a new 4K restoration. The working title film, whose all-star cast includes Emma Thompson, Hugh Grant, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Keira Knightley, Colin Firth, Bill Nye, and Liam Neeson, will also be released on home video and digitally in the U.S. and France. First released during the 2003 holiday season, Love Actually went on to become a major worldwide hit, and in the 20 years since its release, a beloved modern Christmas classic. The romantic comedy, which intertwines the story of eight couples during a frantic month before Christmas in London, also features Laura Lindley, Martin Friedman, Andrew Lincoln, Thomas Brody Sangster, Rodrigo Santaro, Rowan Atkinson, Billy Bob Thornton, and the late Alan Rickman. Beginning in select global markets this November, the home entertainment re-release will include a new 30-minute featurette filmed in London of the cast and filmmakers discussing the film and reminiscing about their experiences during the production. In addition, the theatrical re-release in the U.S. and Canada will include a new 10-minute introduction highlighting the film's most iconic moments. Love Actually hits theaters in the U.K., Germany, and the Netherlands in November, with further theatrical releases in December in the U.S., Canada, France, Austria, Poland, Hungary, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, and South Korea. The new 4K restoration will be released on home video and digitally in the U.S. on November 21st and in France on December 6th. Collider.com announced yesterday, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is finally releasing on Disney Plus December 1st. However, that's not the only thing for Indiana Jones fans to get excited about, as a new documentary focused on Harrison Ford, will be flying onto the streamer that same day. Now, the first trailer for Timeless Heroes, Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford, brings a load of nostalgic emotions. The minute-long teaser is a complete love letter to Ford's historic career, from an actor struggling to find work to a set carpenter to becoming the world's biggest movie star. No stone is left unturned in this adventurous documentary. With new interviews with Ford, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, and Dial of Destiny co-star Phoebe Waller-Bridge, along with never-before-seen archival footage from across the franchise, this is going to be a must-watch for any Indiana Jones fans. While Ford's four-decade 
run as Indiana Jones concluded in Dial of Destiny this past summer, as the documentary suggests, there will forever be only one Indy. Through five films and one guest appearance on the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, Ford crafted a legacy like no other. Whether it's the darkness in Temple of Doom or the humorously heartfelt father-son story in Last Crusade, there's an indie adventure for everyone. Plus, every Indiana Jones film has a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is rare for a long-running franchise like this. Even Dial of Destiny, which bombed at the box office with a bloated $300 million budget, is sitting at a positive 69%. As of right now, the four Indiana Jones films and the young Indiana Jones Chronicles are streaming on Disney+. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and Timeless Heroes, Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford will complete the treasure collection on December 1st. Sorry, White Lotus Batman and It fans, I have some bad news. It was announced today as a result of the writers and strike and still going on after strike. HBO viewers can check in to the White Lotus for season three until 2025. As for the HBO Max, it prequel, Welcome to Dairy, well, it was supposed to be ready for Halloween 2024, but it looks like even Pennywise is stuck to the strikes. The show will not emerge until 2025. As for the Colin Farrell-led Max spinoff of the Batman, the Penguin, it only got bumped from spring 2024 until fall 2024. Good news for Last of Us and House of the and Game of Thrones fans. The anticipated second season of HBO's adaptation of The Last of Us video game is going into production. It was announced the show will start filming next year, eyeballing a possible 2025 premiere. House of the Dragon fans can breathe with relief. The second season of the first spinoff of Game of Thrones will debut sometime in early in 2024. Speaking of Game of Thrones spinoff, the Rap.com announced today Game of Thrones prequel a King of the Seven Kingdoms, based on George R.R. Martin's Duncan Egg books, plans to begin production in spring 2024, pending a resolution to the SAG after strike. The series, which will be set a century before Game of Thrones, will center on Sir Duncan the Tall and his companion Egg. In April, the network announced the prequel had been ordered to series at the same event that Warner Brothers Discovery unveiled the new streaming service, Max. Theplaylist.com announced today the big question remained this summer, with Yellowstone's creator Taylor Sheridan and its star Kevin Costner at an impasse about their uncertain future together loomed. What would happen to the final installment of Yellowstone Season 5? which was thought to air sometime this fall. Well, we have our answers now. Paramount Network announced today, I mean, today announced that Yellowstone, essentially TV's number one show, 
We'll move to November 2024 for its epic final conclusion. What's more, Paramount announced two more Yellowstone spinoffs are in the works with the working titles of 1944 and 2024. No details were given on either, but they seemed pretty self-explanatory. 1944 would be a prequel probably centering on John Dunn's parents and likely featuring John and his siblings as children. And 2024 is likely the mooted series extension slash sequel to the current Yellowstone series, which will feature much of the same cast, but with the addition of Matthew McConaughey in the lead role. In case you're living on a rock, Yellowstone chronicles the Dunn family, who controls the largest continuous cattle ranch in the United States amid shifting alliances, unsolved murders, open wounds, and hardened respect. The ranch is in constant conflict with those at borders, an expanding town, an Indian reservation, and vicious business rivalries. And finally, the last three DVD releases this week are films that came out a few months ago this year. The latest entry in the Mission Impossible action spy film series, Mission Impossible and Dead Reckoning Part 1, stars Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell, Simon Pegg, Palm Clementiev, Ving Rhames, Rebecca Ferguson, and Rebe- Vanessa Kirby, and is the sequel to 2018's Mission Impossible Fallout. The July 12, 2000, the July 12th release delayed countless times thanks to the pandemic, not, sees Ethan Hunt and his IMF team face off against a powerful rogue AI. It grossed $567 million worldwide, but was considered a major disappointment due to the size of its mammoth, due to its mammoth-sized overall budget and competitions from the Barbieheimer cultural phenomenon and the sleeper hit Sound of Freedom. A direct sequel in an untitled eighth film is set to be released on May 23rd, 2025. Long, according to imdb.com, long before she landed the coveted role of Paris, Palm Clementiev trained in martial arts with three-time world karate champion Jessen Novello. August 18th saw the debut of the superhero film Blue Beetle, the 14th DC Extended Universe DCEU film. The film stars Zalo Mariduena, Adriana Barraza, Susan Sarandon, Damien Alcazar, and George Lopez. An agent, Alien Scarab, chooses recent college graduates, Jamie Rice, to be its symbiotic host. The Scarab gives him a powerful suit of armor with incredible abilities and changes his fate forever to become the superhero known as Blue Beetle. Despite favorable reviews, it was a box office bomb grossing only $129 million in theaters. 
the lowest grossing DC EU film yet. Yes, folks, even the Flash movie made more money. According to IMDb.com, this is the very first DC movie based on a character who debuted in comics in the 21st century. Damien Rice debuted in Infinite Crisis number three in February 2006. And during Carapax and Jamie's fright on the island, Kajita tells Jamie it can create any weapon he imagines. Jamie then proceeds to create Final Fantasy VII's video game series, famous iconic Buster Sword. And finally, we have the romantic comedy, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, with writer-director Nia Vardolos, John Corbett, Louis Mandalore, Joey Fantone, Elena Camporis, and Lainey Kazan. The September 8th release, the third My Big Fat Greek Wedding, but unfortunately the first but the first two, my mistake, the September 8th release is the third My Big Fat Greek Wedding film, but the first one not to star Michael Constantine, who played Gus as he passed away in 2021. Taking place about a year after her father Gus's death, Tula goes to Greece with her family to find her late father's childhood friends for a reunion. That's all for this week's news, folks. So until we meet again, as always, stay safe and watch lots of movies and get to the theaters if you can. Bye now, my minions.